It's the Morning Blitz. Hey guys, you ready to let the dogs out? Weekday mornings from 7 to 8 Mountain, 8 to 9 Central on 1025U Rock and the Rocking M app. few minutes to the top of the hour here on a Friday. Glad you're with us. The Friday before Super Bowl 58. You know, Nick talks like as if the Chiefs are heavy favorites, which I kind of chuckle at. The Chiefs, <laughs> according to the bet ESPN that I'm looking at, they are still one and a half point underdogs uh, against the San Francisco 49ers, which I don't know. I mean, if I don't know how you're basing that. I mean, the, the, if you're just basing it off of who's playing well right now, you would have to say Kansas City's in the boat that's playing better just currently because, boy, the, the Niners didn't look great in their two in their playoff games but were able to find ways to win while, you know, I feel like the Chiefs, maybe because they've stunk all year, they've looked better here at the end. And I, I don't know. What, what, in your opinion, Christian, stands out to you? What's the biggest thing that stands out to you about this Super Bowl game and what are you going to be intrigued to find out on Sunday afternoon? Well, I will be intrigued to find out that you see, I know they caught a lot of breaks in the second half uh, against the Lions, but the Niners' offense still cruised. I mean, what was the final score? Did they put up 37? 34-21. Sorry, 34-31. 34-31. Sorry, misspoke. 34 points in that game, and granted the Lions' past defense isn't exactly anything to write home about. Actually, you probably should write home about it, but in a bad way, their run defense is top tier and they still dropped 34 points. I'll be interested to see what they can do against the Chiefs. I think that the matchup of the Niners offense, particularly their ability to run the ball against the Chiefs defense is pro. I know that's such a broad aspect of the game, but I think that's probably key. The Niners have uh, a lot of weapons, as we're well aware. And, hey, McCaffrey, as Nick said, is is the key to this game. But I think it's their receiver's ability to make plays on the outside. Because if, let's say, the run game is somewhere in the middle. They don't stuff McCaffrey, but he doesn't have the buck 50 and you know 40 receiving yards that he's had against every team in the NFL this year. He has somewhere in between. He rushes for 80 or whatever it is. It's up to the guys on the outside. It's up to the Brandon Ayukes, Debo Samuel, George Kittle to make plays on the outside against a defense that has not allowed anyone to make plays anywhere close to game-changing basically all year long, particularly as of late. I'll be super interested to see, and I'm intrigued, to watch, hey, it's this offensive system, it's Purdy can't do this, Purdy can only do this, blah, blah, blah. You have one of the best, if not the best, defenses in the league staring you down for 48 or for 60 uh, with the Super Bowl on the line. I think if there's ever a time that you can put those game manager rumors, accusations, whatever you want to call them, to rest... It's you don't even have to throw. It's it's almost like what Mahomes has on the other side. You don't have to throw for three fifty and four touchdowns. But if you can throw two seventy five and a and a couple tutties against this defense, that is far more than than you can ask for any quarterback to give you. I think it's gonna be just intriguing to see if I'm more interested to see if the 49ers offense can find great rhythm against 
this Chiefs defense. I, I think this yeah, Chiefs absolutely. defense has been good all season long. It's been very good. Uh, but I want to see, can can San Francisco find a way to put some points up? I think they're going to. I think they're going to put points up against this Chief defense, meaning I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have to score. And I'm, I, I don't care if the last few games have looked a whole lot better. I'm still intrigued to see if there are some interesting drops from time to time by this wide receiver core. I don't know why. I just feel like that, that it could come up in this game. Chiefs have really got they've really cleaned up their own mess. I mean, that was a thing. This if you want to talk about a team that shot themselves in the foot so much over the season, it was the Chiefs, no matter with penalties, turnovers. Think about this. When was the last time you had a Super Bowl champion probably win the Super Bowl with a minus turnover margin? The Chiefs are minus eleven in turnover margin. And the and the Niners on the flip side are like plus ten. That's nuts. So to put it all together and fix all those issues that you've been having all season and to win a Super Bowl is just phenomenal work by Andy Reid, the coaching staff, and everybody involved. So I'm very intrigued on on this game. I think it's going to be pretty close. I'll make my prediction right now. I'm sticking with what I said last week. I'm going to go 31-21. Kansas City does get it done over the 49ers. I've got Niners, actually, in this one. I don't like the two-and-a-half line. Uh, To be honest, much like Ross said, I wouldn't have been surprised if the Chiefs had opened uh, as favorites in this game. If you're going to bet, don't use bet ESPN. I've heard all kinds of things about it, but also make sure that it's a safe site you're betting on. I know especially around the Super Bowl, that's a big deal, is there are lots of phony betting sites that are... uh, not the most reputable sources and places to throw money on this game. So make sure you're doing it right if you do bet. But that two and a half line favoring San Fran is a little bit surprising to me, but I'm going to stick with it. I think, I think I've got Niners two and a half, minus two and a half. There you go. Let's get to the walk-off. Listener Rob says, I won't be sad if the Niners lose. I won't be happy if the Niners win. <laughs> if Rob if it's possible that a meteor strikes the stadium before anyone is in there, no one gets hurt, but they maybe have to cancel this game, I wouldn't be super angry. Uh, I will sit here. Like I said, I, I think it will be a good game. I, I know some people are texting saying, boy, uh, the chief blitz guy, Nick, he's uh, he makes it sound like if the 49ers shouldn't even show up. Yeah, I don't. That's uh, once again, he's wearing very rose colored glasses. I will sit here and say that. But uh, that's why I like having him on. He's got good insight on some stuff, especially with the Chiefs. But I think we got ourselves a good Super Bowl coming up. But I was I think uh, you, you ride. the. It's in Vegas. You, you ride the hot hand. And right now, the hot hand is wearing Kansas City Chiefs uniforms, in my opinion. They're the hot hand right now. Uh, NBA trade deadline buzzer beaters. We didn't think you didn't think there'd be a lot of trade deadline stuff yesterday. But boy, there was a lot of movement happening. What was the biggest one that stood out to you at the trade deadline for the NBA? To be dead honest with you, Ross, I hate to counteract you here. That was kind of what I was expecting. A lot of moves like that where it's no, there's no heavy hitters. No one was hitting it 450 yesterday, but there were a lot of doubles. And I think the Knicks made by far 
the most moves, and I think they were almost all positives fleecing my very own team. I think the Knicks have set themselves up as a top team in the East. But OG, OG Obanobi, or Ananobi has to have elbow Ananobi. surgery, so he's out. Christian Beck Dimmitt's got Colby Dodge City Night. Go and join that on 100 Point Through the Rye. And, of course, listen to the Super Bowl this weekend as well on your fifth family sessions. We'll see you on Monday.